Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. This week's episode features two members of the winning team at the 2021 Hood to Coast Relay Race, James Randon and Mike Horowitz. Hood to Coast is a 200-mile race in Oregon from Mount Hood to the Pacific Ocean that will celebrate its 40th anniversary next year. This year, the Lost Boys team finished in 18 hours, 34 minutes, averaging 540 pace per mile with a co-ed team of 12 runners. James and Mike are roommates, old friends, and Boston residents, and James is a professional runner for Saucony's Freedom Track Club. In addition to recapping the race and reflecting on the Hood to Coast experience, we covered binge-watching, roommate pet peeves, and the longest naked running segment in running podcast history. This is a great, silly episode, and you'll really enjoy it. All month, the podcast is brought to you by the Under Armour All Out Mile. Get out there, run for fun, run your fastest mile, or just your fastest mile in a while. This month with the Sidious Mag team. It's free to sign up at uaalloutmile.com slash runyourmouth. It's super easy to participate, and the more runners we get, the better chance we have at winning $15,000 for charity. The Beer Mile boys have the biggest team at the moment, and we can't give them the satisfaction. So make sure you sign up and join the Sidious team today. Once you've signed up, if you still want to support the pod, you can always drop us a rate and review or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Either way, enjoy the episode. to know you know yeah. how to construct this is uh well there's no construction this is running around <laughs> yeah i mean construct my responses i guess how how long-winded do you want to be exactly uh well we can get, roll right into it and give the people what they want uh welcome to run your mouth long run talk for long talking runners i'm here tonight uh not the latest podcast we've ever recorded but possibly the latest we've ever released because there is a secret missing episode of Run Your Mouth that was recorded around 12.30 in the morning that will never see the light of day. <laughs> Anyways, our guests this, tonight, this fine evening or morning, whenever you're listening to it, uh, are two, the, two members of the championship team of this year's Hood to Coast Relay, James yes, Randon and Mike Horowitz. Thanks for having boys. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for having right. me. I'm in your your household right now. Totally stoked to have you here. How are the legs feeling post uh, post relay? Honestly, we've actually both uh, had a surprisingly good week of training. I yeah. Think, uh, Mike had this funny comment that at the time I was like, I don't know what this means, but uh, on the tail end of kind of hood coast, he he mentions like, yeah, man, I think that like. Honestly, coming off this relay, I think it might be like a great like jump forward in my fitness. And it ended up being true for both of us, actually. Yeah. It was a good workout. So well, I think we just got really cautious afterwards and, like, really prioritized recovery, like, immediately after it. And it just goes to show. So recovery is important. For the, for the uninitiated listener, um, let, let's give the, the elevator pitch summary of Hood to Coast uh, and, and what it is and, and what the kind of parameters are. Um, and yeah. So it's... It's a 199-mile relay from Mount Hood, which is about like an hour and a half east, I think, of uh, Portland, to uh, the coast of Oregon, uh, which is, I don't know, like another uh, two hours, hour and a half away from, from Portland. So you kind of 
start east, run into the city, run through the city, and then run back out of the city through the wilderness to the coast. Um, and it, each team is 12, 12 runners, um, and each runner runs three legs, and it's in sequence. So it's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and so on and so forth. And each leg, unlike some other popular relays, is like well-defined, so you like have to exchange at the exchange point. And each runner runs anywhere from like 15 to 18 miles over the course of however long your team takes, which usually is like, you know, like, you know, 17, 18 to on the fastest side to, you know, 24, 36 hours, maybe alongside. Are there, are there gender requirements for the teams? Yeah. So there's, there's like different categories of teams, but any team can be any, you know, assortment of people. Um, but if you want to be a quote unquote co-ed team, you have to have, you know, six people identify as men, six people identify as women. And then like anything else is just considered like a men's team. If you have over six uh, people who identify as men and then you can also have an all women team as well. So, thanks. And how'd it go for you guys? Well, we won. Yeah, it's pretty dope. We, we, we won overall. Yeah, we, we had a co-ed team, and um, we we beat all the all men's teams too. Yeah, it's like a thousand teams, I think, around. Yeah. We won, uh, but it went. You know, it went. It went really well for us individually as well. Um, I ran the second longest like cumulative total mile legs. It was like eighteen and a half miles, and it was like two relatively easy five mile legs and then like a 7.7 final mile like final leg that's a like never flat rolling through the like uh rural area just east of the coast and that was like as the sun was rising yeah and that was a friggin doozy and, uh, but it was great it went really well yeah to give more background to that last leg uh we'd spent the last 14 hours in a van <laughs> barely <laughs> sleeping so it's not like getting up to run fi- all out at 5 a.m it's like you've fallen in and out of sleep for two and a half hours from two to four a.m. as your friend drives the van to the proper location and then you jump out and yeah so so what was the what was the equipment set up for this we we actually had a pretty sick setup um we had a few sponsors for the team which was uh lost boys shout out for tim rossi for organizing a a dope event but uh hyper ice actually gave us like a bunch of like theraguns and uh normatex so I think technically hyperice gave you hyperices. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, they, yeah. Classic Kleenex tissue issue. Yikes! Yeah. They gave us all their branded material, which was epic. It was pretty dope. And they, the, how many vans did you guys have for twelve people? We had two. Yeah, two. and then that trades off. It's actually kind of interesting. Like, you go back to this like schematics of it, like one through six run, and then like they have a three-hour break, right? Because then. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 all run in sequence and then, like the first van will drive to like where 12 is going to finish. So usually it's like your van is like on for a few hours, right? And you're in that moment, you're like, you jump out, maybe like jog for a few minutes when you get to the exchange point ahead of time and you go, you jump back in as soon as you're done, zoom off to the next one. And then you have like three hours, maybe like a half an hour of which is spent driving to the next location. And then you have like, you know, two and a half, two hours to like chill at that next location while you're waiting. So that's kind of just the general setup. Each team usually has two vans. Did the vans have uh, like sleeping bags and air mattresses, or just uh... no air mattresses? No. Just usually like a, a crate of of food, waters, Gatorade, and then you kind of just like bring a bunch of pillows and blankets. Like I would sleep in the trunk usually, like on top of the food. Yeah. So I actually pop in at one point at like three or four a.m. and 
all the like aisles of this van had been taken up by people sleeping and I was like ah oh, crap where am I going to sleep now <laughs> so I like mosey my way into the back I'm like Mike's got space in the back right and I go like hey buddy like can I come back here to sleep dude and you're like no <laughs> so Mike's like if you imagine like almost like shaped like an L in the back of this truck and I'm like what the fuck am I going to do so I like try to get out of the truck and as I'm doing that I like sit down into the, the bin of like snacks <laughs> and it was surprisingly comfy so it's like sitting on a loaf of bread well I was going to say what kind of snacks were they <laughs> they're uh, Cliff Bars Gatorades Red Bulls uh, bread <laughs> so I just sat there like as if I was in like you know an ice ice uh, bath bucket size like <laughs> container with my legs kind of sitting outside of it and I conked out <laughs> for like a solid 20 minutes it was great that's incredible you also can like sleep outside a little bit too I like got some shut eye just like next to the van at some point how, Does, mu- yeah. how much coffee was consumed over the, the, the course of the day well another one of our sponsors was Red Bull yeah. oh and so we had you, you and Mondo yeah yeah we had, do you get to meet him now after no this? we don't we're very low on their sponsorship list aka they sent us a bunch of Red Bull and said drink it and uh, that's that's I think what most people did for fuel there were, there were like probably a few different like prepackaged cold brews that people had but uh, I had uh, Red Bull and smelling salts uh, yeah, I didn't know where I was going to come up. So we, uh, we also had some smelling salts. So I, my reasoning actually... <laughs> not was, sponsored, courtesy not sponsored, of me. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I figured when I found out we had those, I was like, well, my problem with caffeine is it does totally wreck my sleep. And like, I already know my sleep's going to be pretty wrecked, but this would just totally demo it. So I, I went sans caffeine until my last leg, which mm. I'm pretty happy about actually, because I think that allowed me to kind of jump back into the sleeping schedule relatively easily. So the smelling salts, which are a shocking thing, although apparently like not that, like they're relatively safe. There's nothing wrong with them. Uh, really kind of got me jacked up for my middle leg, which was running up. I think it was a mile and a half, running up like 600 feet, and then four miles going down 700 feet. Oh, so I just that's a fun one. <laughs> just slogged up this mountain and then ripped down. Were you doing them on the star line? The smelling salts? <laughs> no, it was it was right before I got out of the van. I just like felt like I was like you know one of those football players about to jump out to the field and was screaming oh and everyone in the God. van was just losing their minds as I was. I I brought one out with me to like the start of like my it was like one a.m. leg. Yeah. And I was like five miles on like this dirt road in the middle of the woods. Only thing you would see our van lights and then people's like flashing things because you had to wear like you know reflective gear. And I was sitting there for like two or three minutes waiting for. Um, Rolanda, who was on our team to finish her leg. And I literally had this like smelling salt. I'm like, and everyone's like looking at me like, who is this psychopath? And I'm like jumping up and down, sniffing smelling salts. And, uh, you know, I never thought my life would take me to there, but yeah, there it was. It's little, you know, that five miles later, I would be doing the exact same thing before you hand <laughs> off to me. Yeah, was good. so obviously, well, before we go on to, to how you guys got talked into this uh, yeah. mess, um, what what was the porta potty situation at the exchange? <laughs> robust. Okay. Very That's robust. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, Very clean. They are Plenty pros. They are absolute pros. And also, like, shout out. I don't know if anyone's listening. This is a volunteer. There's like a huge volunteer community that gets this going, and they like do shifts. Um, because it's Hood to Coast also mostly like is a is a fundraiser, and mm-hmm. so a lot of like companies will like sponsor their team to do it because like entry is pretty expensive. And you kind of have to, like, pay for these vans and all that kind of stuff. And then a lot of teams get in through fundraising. And so everyone who's doing it is a volunteer. Everyone who's working for it is a volunteer not getting paid. 
So yeah. anyway, the volunteers like kick ass and they're awesome. Yeah, they like make sure that the porta potty situation is good too. I, say, I feel like not having to like poop on the side of the road is probably a big advantage of to coast over speed project. <laughs> yeah, speed project. Those are like it's it's funny. I feel like it's like when people talk about the half marathon and the marathon. It's like yeah, they're close because they're both like totally ridiculous things. But speed project and hood to coast like not even close. Like we you know we ran eight. I ran like eighteen miles over the course of like uh, eighteen hours. Like it's not that much running, right? And speed project is just like another another world. So shout out anyone who's done speed project. Yeah, I'm not one of them. It is quite a uh, having crewed it last year. Uh, for the virtual speed project. Um, yeah, I remember watching that. It is ridiculous um, from start to finish. Um, so, obviously, James, you're coming off of a 1500 pro season. Mike, you're gearing up for Boston. How did you guys get talked into doing this in the first place? Uh, I'll go first, yeah. I mean, I had an abysmal season. Just, I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable talking about it, too. Uh, like, it just, nothing went the way I wanted, and I had a few, I think, solid reasons as to why I struggled, and uh, I knew that... Because he moved in with me. That was, not, <laughs> that was reason number one. Yeah, no, we need to talk about that later, you're Mike. you both want to be Big Spoon, but... Also <laughs> yeah. yeah well, it's bold of you guys to go for the one-bedroom apartment. But. Yeah, it, it was a bold move that we, we did go for that. <laughs> um, but Mike likes sleep, sleeping at altitude, so... Um, yeah, I, I was... I realized when I came on the other side of that season uh, that... First, you know, take time away from running, but then if I'm going to go back into it and try and push myself to the absolute limit and make it my, you know, my my career, that I need to find kind of love for it again. And I, I thought back to uh, my ha- the last time I was running healthy and happy, and that was in 2019, and um, I did a few things that summer after um, kind of my successful season, and I felt great, and one of those is working at a running camp that I love, shout out to MKRC. And then, That's you know, Northeast like, Kingdom Running Camp, by the way. Yeah, listeners. Um, no free clap. They didn't pay to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have dropped a lot of brand names on so know, far. Geez. Sorry, James is having a sincere moment. Go on. <laughs> yeah, and, and Hood to Coast, which uh, you know, it's one of those things, kind of like camping, where you describe it to people, and then you say you describe more and more moments, and people are like, "This sounds." fucking awful and they're like no, no no I swear it's great and that's what Hood to Coast is it's a fucking blast yeah and it, it's just like such a great group of people and for me at least like it's a group of people that most people that we ran with were from New York City um, and you know I lived there for three years and it's a group of people that I've unfortunately since I moved to Boston like seen a lot less and you know as soon as um, Tim and Steve Finley like reached out and said do you guys want to do it there's no hesitation for me. Like, I mean, I didn't even need to get talked into it. All I didn't need to do was ask because it's just such a great group of people. Um, and uh, it's just such, yeah, it's such a unique and great event. Like, there are certain things you do in life, I feel like, where you're, like, super excited about it. Maybe, like, the first time you do it and maybe the second time you do it. And then it kind of like, yeah, I've been there, done that. Like, I don't need to do that anymore. Hoodie Ghost is not one of those things. I've done it three times now. And every time I finish, I'm like, that was incredible. And I want to do it again. So. Good advertisement for... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's advertisement really for the people. No offense, Hood to Coast, but... <laughs> so, uh, aside from Hood to Coast, changing tracks a little here, um, what is the most absurd running-related thing that you've done? Interpret as you will. Ever? Ever. Yeah, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear you say, James. Oh, okay, fine. Um... Going back to that running camp, I said where I found my, you know, rekindling my love for running. Um, 
Mike, maybe, actually, maybe let's give him like the PG-13 version. What do you think? No, I'm give it all. All right, uh, cool. So <laughs> this is a podcast for honesty. We're, like, yeah, oh. now we're undoing. <laughs> now we're undoing any clout we just gave this camp by this story. Anywho, sorry. Keep, keep yeah, dear God, I hope none of my high schoolers listen to this. Um, so you didn't have to say it was at the camp. We can cut that part out. Uh, so Mike and I actually met at this running camp, which is quite cool. Uh, and one of the years in college, which is when we worked at the camp initially, uh, we, along with probably 20 of like the 40 counselors that worked there, went down to a bar um, after we put the kids to bed one night. And we ended up closing the bar, and it, it's pretty far away from the actual campus. It's probably two-ish miles. And it just so happens that uh, about a half mile away from the uh, the campus is an outdoor track. So you kind of, if you can... It's not on campus, though. Yeah, it's not on campus. So <laughs> if you can make your way back to, like, that point, uh, then it's, like, this, like, pretty gnarly hill you got to walk up for the last half mile. But there's this funny tradition that's kind of come across... Uh, over the years where uh, if you, you close out the bar if you close out the bar and you're walking home and you make it there you gotta do a naked 400 naked is also interpreted as you will it's never been like a rule you actually have to be naked I just think that a lot of people choose to be fully naked some people yeah. just choose to sure. get their underwear it's, 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 everyone is consenting to their yeah yeah, yeah 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 well yeah and uh, the funny part is that we all decide to go do it and then there was one guy there who was kind of an older guy who wasn't really running anymore and was just going to time the race and <laughs> I just distinctly remember no one else noticed this until we finished but he also decided to get naked <laughs> was which like, was what? kind of hilarious <laughs> that's solidarity yeah it was totally yeah. solidarity which I love what did you run? so anyway um, everyone wanted to like you were a, I, I you was, were a sub everyone, everyone, at this point yeah, right? everyone was like talking to me I was like I had the fucking target on my back. Like, everyone expected me to be the big dog. And, like, there was some, like, tomfoolery going on where some people took off kind of before we, like, officially started. Like, on the set, people are already running. So we get out, and, like, I'm already trying to make up ground on people. Barefoot, by the way. I was going to say, what are you wearing? Barefoot. There's nothing on our body head to toe, except maybe if you have, like, a... And I just remember, I had... The only part that I do not endorse is barefoot running on a track. We agree with that. Yeah, no, we agree with that. We agree with that. But anyway, all I remember is I, like, finally caught up to all those hooligans who had taken off early around the 175-meter mark. And I was out in lane two... And I'm chugging along. And I just remember just this flash and then just this bare ass just flopping and then, <laughs> and then like contorting and like you could just see it just tensing up. Listening releasing, the Listening, yeah. Just like a perfect shot. And it was Mika. <laughs> yeah, it was me. Yeah, and um, he ended up running 57, 56? Barefoot? Yeah, 57. That's impressive. And, and I ran 58. Yeah. It's definitely it's it secretly why I cheer for James because <laughs> the better that he does as a professional runner, the better, the better that victory makes you. Yeah, run. the better my peak athletic accomplishment as a runner, or actually I should just say my peak athletic accomplishment becomes. So yeah, but that's probably the most ridiculous thing we've done because that was pretty. One. That was pretty insane. Yeah, I, I, I've got one other story that's similar that I'll touch on uh, because it's similar funny themes. I remember once I did a long run. Uh, with my buddies out in Washington, uh, a bunch of my friends from college, where we, in the first mile, two of, two of them kind of like just made their uh, short shorts into diapers and then it devolved into everyone uh, like pulling their short shorts down and then we just ran naked the entire time. 
we've done a variation on that theme in college a couple of years in a row of uh, our, our 10 mile loop has a, a pretty secluded middle five miles. That's yeah, incredible. so it was 7 a.m. In, in like the middle of like the state of Washington off this lake, glacial land. And on one side of it, it's like a mountain range. And the other side, it's like literally open plain where there's like nothing. So we're like running along that for 15 miles. And at the very end, we're getting back to the parking lot to where like the hike starts. And like we can see off in the distance, there's like a couple hiking. And and, and like, we're like, ah, oh, shit. And we, like, we stare, we all stopped and we stared at them. We're like, should we put our shorts on? Should we not put our shorts on? All right, yeah, we'll put them on. So they, it's, it's the Pacific Northwest, you know. Yeah, I know. But we run up the weirdest thing they saw, and like they're just fucking laughing their asses off. <laughs> so like tell. they clearly just yeah. saw six naked dudes staring at them from across <laughs> this valley, <laughs> and they were like, "What the fuck is going on?" I should have oh, known so that this shocking. was going to be the most out of pocket. Episode. Yeah, yeah, you, you should have known. I love this though. This is what I this is what I aspire to. Run your mouth. Becoming, you just did. You just. It's a place for honesty. You wouldn't expect yeah. it to be. It was weird. That was another ridiculous thing I did once. That's incredible. Really stuck in my mind, you know? Yeah. I think the last thing to, to mention about the first story that James told about the uh, the naked Let's lab. go back to Mike. Oh, fast. No, 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 no. <laughs> This is, this is uh, the last time it came, or like, not the last time it came out, because it's come out multiple times, but we, that next indoor season, we were both, or maybe it wasn't even that next one. It was like two indoor seasons later. I think it wasn't next No, time. I think it was next Yeah, one. it was next indoor season. We both are at like one of those big BU meets, and James oh, yeah. runs in the first uh, 3K heat and runs a great race and wins it. And I was like going nuts on the infield form the whole time. And I was in like, I don't know, like heat like 12 of 15, right? Like I'm way the way the fuck back there. And James, like, and, and this is one of those BU meets where like the 3Ks go off at like seven and the 5Ks go off at like nine. And so like no one's really there except for distance runners. And James is going nuts for me, just like I went nuts for him on the track. And like I ended up winning my heat, which was great, but with like 150, maybe 250 meters to go. James is like right in my face. He's screaming at me and he goes, remember the naked 400. <laughs> and I like out kicked like two different guys. Know, he he ripped it after that. Yeah, and it, it worked. Was, it was incredible. I just had this like huge smile on my face when I finished. Yeah, it was awesome. Fun. That, I, when I cheer for people at BU, I've had people say to me before, they're like, you are impressively loud in your cheering because, like, <laughs> no matter how full or empty BU is, like, you can always hear you. Like, <laughs> I will get down there and up close and personal because that's the beauty of indoor track. Is it is. <laughs> screaming it is. right in the face of so your, your loved ones um, as they suffer through, suffer through running. Wow, that, I don't even know where we go from there. We set <laughs> the bar so high right off the bat. Um, but yeah, I I mean, otherwise we're really boring. Let's just be clear. I send emails for a living, and James just goes on runs twice a day in a, in a nap. Well, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe we naps. can go with that. Is um, uh, what are what are each other's best and worst qualities as a roommate? Wow. Um, I let's let what, what do you want to start with? The best or the worst? Oh, let's start with the worst. Let's and start then we can warm it up. Then we get it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Then if you, because then if you get mad at each other, then yeah, like it ends in a happy yeah. place. Yeah. Do you have a worse queued up? Because I feel like I need to think about it um, for a second. I, I feel like that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm probably gonna go with a pet peeve, but like, like I feel like Mike sometimes will get in these zones around his work where he's so stressed about it and just wants to work so hard on it that like he can't do anything else. And like, amen. 
<laughs> and like usually it's like for me it's not a big deal because like 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 there's some stuff I like to like I really like cooking I really like um having like the house like like at least the kitchen area feel clean so like it's never like an issue in, in that department mm-hmm. but sometimes it will just kind of be like uh, I can just tell that like Mike's life is falling apart a little bit outside of his yes. uh, his yes. work and it, like it, in, it inevitably kind of leaks into sure. like me having to fix things up a little bit here and there yeah as a yeah. I own that. I own that. Yeah. What will will eventually happen is like I'll go for like two days where I'm like really like rashing things up. Like I finally like open all my mail and like I don't know I put my laundry in the laundry bin or do some laundry finally and like make my bed in the morning and like clean my dishes and I'm like James that was a tough one. He's like yeah (laughs) yeah it was it was yeah. Um, my I think similarly James's worst quality as a roommate is. Like, here's a perfect example. Yeah. James bought these beautiful new shoe racks. Two of them. One of them is smaller that he can sit on and we can sit on to put on our shoes. And one's massive. Holds, like, I don't know, like 30 pairs of shoes. Because he gets a lot of shoes. I like buying a lot of shoes. Anyway, we use them. We are great about using them. Except... James, after building them, will frequently come in from his run. If he's like, you know, he's a busy guy. He comes in from his run. He has to go do something. He'll take like five steps into the apartment and just drop his shoes <laughs> and like both his bags in like the middle of our like, I don't know if you call it like a foyer or whatever. And uh, yeah, that's, that's James' worth calling his roommate, which isn't that bad because then I usually I'm, just say, James. I'm messy. Yeah. Not dirty. You're not dirty. I'm messy. Yeah. He'll just put stuff down and. Uh, see, yeah. I'm the op- opposite. I'm. Neat, but not necessarily clean. I'm not a particularly germaphobic person, mm-hmm. but like everything has to be like in its place. And I would say that's my both best and worst quality as a roommate. Where yeah. it's like yeah. I have, I do not feel like I do not at all mind cleaning up after other people because it makes me happy and satisfied. Yeah. But I'm also like that person where it's like if the glass is on the sh- it's in the cabinet but it's on the wrong shelf from where it's like normally <laughs> at even if there's no logical reason why they like this glass has to be on this shelf like in my mind it's just not right if it's on the wrong shelf yeah. and it is like I mean it's basically an obsessive compulsive behavior but like it, it is both a blessing and a curse in terms of living with me because in my defense I will say like I would never and I feel like I, like, trial by fire this with living with, like, eight of my teammates for three years in college in a nine-person house and being the mom of all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would never hold anyone else to my same crazy standards. So it's not like I get mad at someone for putting the glass on the wrong shelf. It's just that I have to put the glass on the right shelf. What a burden. What a burden yeah. you have to bear. <laughs> all right. Uh, best. Mike's best quality. Mike, Mike um is really really good um at sex but yeah oh my god he wouldn't know he would not know <laughs> I like he's it. only heard rumors i'm gonna start Man, weren't rumors. i'm gonna start the rumor that you guys have just are just living together as a couple at this point i mean we are in a one bedroom um <laughs> so well the weird thing is there's a, it's a two bedroom I'm there's, gonna there's only one bed yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a two bedroom it's a study and our king bed yeah no no no, no. We, we remember we downgraded to the queen because it wasn't intimate enough we oh right yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was on another continent yeah, yeah, yeah. you have a queen and a twin but you both sleep in the twin <laughs> <laughs> the queen's for our guests yeah uh, Mike's really good at I think de-escalating uh, like contentious situations 
and also like highlighting like like the uh, uh, like what's the po- best possible solutions like there are always situations where you know maybe the two of us get heated or even like me and someone else or Mike someone else and I can always see these like alright things have gone the way they have just by life what's the best possible solution what does everyone want all right let's like work towards that he's really good at that really good at identifying that conflict stuff. resolution yeah yeah it's because i face a lot of conflict in my life <laughs> so i had to because s- sink or swim <laughs> no it's not you yeah, yeah. it's my my uh my work work yeah work. my work yeah i was like is anyone at work gonna listen to this and i was like no no they're not <laughs> No, they're not. You don't know. Yeah, I'm wildly successful. You're right. Podcast. No, no, no. That's not a reflection of the podcast. That's a reflection of people I work. We have tens of listeners. So. Tens of listeners. <laughs> yeah, truly you, not. You forgot the zeros in that, but tens of thousands. Yeah. I mean, technically, anything is tens of listeners. So. That's true. Wow, yeah. wow, that's wow. big brain energy right there. Uh, James's best quality as a roommate. It's hard to choose from all the amazing qualities he has, uh, but. For me, as an amateur runner and living with James, like it, just to live with someone who, like, just takes your hobby like incredibly seriously and is like always trying to maximize it and do it to the best of their ability, and also like believes in you to do it to the best of your ability, it's pretty rad. Um, so that, that's probably his best quality as a roommate. It's just that like. It's never overbearing, too, which is the cool thing. It's never like, Mike, you should do this. Like, I'm telling you what to do. But it's just like when I wake up in the morning and James is, like, in his shorts about to get out the door and is, like, doing activation exercises and is, like, talking about how he's going to go run and then go get a massage and then, like, I don't know, go coach and then also go run again after that. I'm like, damn, I definitely have 30, 45 minutes to get in my, like, one run that I need to get in, you know? So that's, that's like, really cool. Um, to, 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 yeah, best qualities roommate probably. It's encouraging as a runner. Important question before we move on from the household uh, uh, shenanigans, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, as two single gentlemen, um, what is you got the, that? <laughs> you got the yeah. listeners. You listening, ladies? <laughs> um, I take it all back. They're single and ready to mingle. <laughs> um, what is the toilet seat policy in the apartment? Because I feel strongly about this, but I'm not going to say what, where I feel strongly. I don't think we have a toilet seat policy. Yeah, we're not. We're actually not that strong about it. I think that it's always we, we, down. We both tend to keep it down. There are instances where we've kept it up maybe in the middle of the night, but we tend yeah. to keep it down. We're not like going to grill the other guy. I I grew up in a household uh, where if I left the toilet seat, but my mother would have like. Yeah, she would have been very, very angry with me. <laughs> it's a very deep... Yeah, she's just... The best way to say it. She would have been very angry. So I think it's pretty instinctual for me to put the toilet seat down, except for me, like, in the middle of the night here or there. I think I have a few memories come to mind of also getting grilled. Yeah. But yeah. I'm for it. I think the... Yeah. I feel strongly that you should keep the toilet seat down, regardless of who you're living with. Um... I've had roommates in the past that do not feel that way. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> that's a pet peeve of mine. Future reference. We're cultured men here. Yes. Yeah. You know, we never know. Someone may want to sit yeah. on the toilet for any number of reasons. It's totally fine. Yeah. Sometimes I sit on the toilet while James is in the shower and we like have a conversation or vice versa. Yeah. So we keep it down. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you sit to pee. It happens. You know. Every Sometimes day. It's been a long day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> Standing is a lot of work. 
Um, speaking of long days, uh, we've been as uh, as a professional runner um, and somebody who needs to prioritize downtime, um, but also this will apply to you, Mike, as well. What are you binge watching these days? What's oh. what's on the what's on the TV, either individually or collectively? What are you watching? So, Mike and I, um, as true. Uh, Kids who grew up in the suburbs of New York, <laughs> are, but not in New York, but not in New York, uh, just are f- obsessed with Seinfeld. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say The Sopranos, but but no, no, no we're no, in a dead period right now. It's literally like transitioning from one from like Hulu to over to Netflix. It's been like two months of. Oh, it's Seinfeld. coming! Yeah, I saw the announcement that it's so coming it's, on Netflix in the fall. We we were brutalized by that for a little while, but uh, recently Mike has gotten me into Ted Lasso, which is <laughs> seems to be the hot new uh, yeah. show in the block. I'm and bad about it. I'm bad about yeah. it. So far, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty bad at. But yeah, the Seinfeld the Seinfeld deserves a little more explanation. Like yeah, like we think it's the funniest show, and really enjoy it. And um, basically, for the whole year we've lived together, we started at like season one, and usually what happens is at dinner. Well, like, because the episodes are like twenty minutes, so we're like, all right, let's just sit down in front of the television. We have like two love seats that the listeners cannot see, and they have little like ottomans with wooden trays on them, and we just sit at them and we eat and we watch like one or two episodes of Seinfeld, and then we go back to whatever we were doing. Did yeah. you, that, that's been going. Did on. you start watching Seinfeld as as youths? Yeah, I, I've seen episodes here and there when I was a kid. I tried watching it by myself at one point. Uh, but I haven't really like strongly committed until. Yeah, I've watched a lot of it. I would say that I watched like a really good chunk of the first six seasons before James and I <clears throat> sat down to watch it. But I've never watched all the way through, and I didn't really watch it as a kid. See that this is because I have been struggling to figure out why I've never Seinfeld has never quite caught on for me. Like I like it, but it's not. It's never been the the go to thing mm-hmm. for me. I was a friend's kid growing up. Like, mm. you know, like that was always like, you know, syndicated, like it would be on. The, the, the infinite like, comparison is the Seinfeld versus Friends. Yeah. Like, and kinda, I. You kind of can't have both. Obviously, Friends is a more like uh, basic bitch choice, like, comedi- <laughs> like comedically speaking. But also, interestingly, like when I moved to Boston after college, I like had a weird Friends rewatch where like when you're, you know, like whatever, eight, ten years old, and you're just, like, watching Friends for, like, the stupid humor, you don't necessarily, like, the concept of being, like, in your 20s and, like, not really knowing what you're doing with your life and, like, your friends become your family, like, that's not, that doesn't, like, resonate with you in an emotional way when you're a child. And then watching that as an adult, you're like, oh, like, this actually, like, kind of it's home now. Like, yeah. people always say, like, oh, Friends doesn't age well. It's not as funny as you remember it being, but it's, like... It's because it becomes like, too it, real, huh? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like it's, like, it weirdly ages... I guess not ages well, but, like, ages differently because it's, like, oh, I, I actually see it in the context which it was originally, you know... Intended you're living, to be you're living with yeah. that portray. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like, like Seinfeld, Seinfeld similar in that. Seinfeld's actually kind of similar in that way, I feel like. I like Julie Louis Dreyfus. Julie Louis Dreyfus is like one of my favorite comedians so ever. Yeah. Veep is like the single most hysterical television show of the last decade. I don't know if you guys are. I've never watched it. It's incredible. She crushes Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. Every character, honestly, every actor in that show, every main actor crushes it, and a lot of supporting ones. But yeah, there's been times where like 
every single one of them we've like had to pause and rewind it because oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. they're just the, the the bit they have is so good we just can't is there uh, i guess uh like a like a sex in the city thing like which seinfeld character are you <laughs> uh none of them are good people yeah well um, none of us are good people yeah. so yeah uh i feel like we talked about this before right I feel like you said I you were said, Jerry because he's no. Like, I think I said it was George, dude. Well, the thing is, you were Jerry because you're like, oh, Jerry has this job where he's like around at odd hours, and he's like kind of like famous because of it, but like not really. <laughs> and then George just like has an office job, aka and James and he bounces around. Very much, way more famous than Jerry Seinfeld. So yes, yeah, uh, God, take that, um, Jerry. I know he's a listener. <laughs> <laughs> you never yeah. know, man. You never know. <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm Sorry, definitely Jerry. a lame. Mike so. definitely claimed. Uh, uh, wow, well, I'm totally blanking on his name right now. Who did I claim? Kramer. I claimed Kramer. Yeah, you definitely claimed. No Kramer. way. Yeah, dude. I'm not cool enough to be Kramer. Kramer no, we don't have to be Kramer either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think. I guess. Long story short, I don't think we could really. I think there are parts of us that align with like all the characters. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I could see Mike being a bit of a George because I feel like he has the. Uh, uh, passionate hot takes of a George Costanza, <laughs> yeah. you know. George, there's a lot can't, of passionate hot takes. Yeah, can't believe it. <laughs> well, no one really wants to be George. No, no, I think George is a great character. George is great. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Little, little something for everything. Everyone, that's how it be. Alrighty, boys. Well, we wrap up every episode with uh, the same three questions that we ask each guest. James is a returning uh, friend of the pod. Still has to answer their questions. Just they could, they could have, the answers could have changed. But mm-hmm. uh, the first one is your Instagram crush. What are you feeling oh. on the internet these days? What are you into on Instagram? We talked off the air before. You're both neither of you are TikTokers, so you know keep it keep it to the the internet the corners of the internet that you peruse. But doesn't have to be a literal crush, but like just something or someone that you're into could be a literal crush. Ah. Uh. I don't know. Do you have one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was talk- I- James is facing <laughs> He's smiling. Because adorable. I was joking. To- I was joking today with Mikey about it. We were watching the Diamond League uh, in the women's oh, day, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "This one British Andrew runner, uh, Gemma Ricci. I just think she's, uh, she's a good-looking girl. <laughs> All right, and an incredible runner. Incredible runner. Too. Are you listening, Gemma Ricci? <laughs> This is going to get sent to her. Oh, God. Somebody will tag her. That, we've had issues with that in the past with uh, Molly Seidel and Callum Hawkins. But Oh, no. Uh, we'll no. try not to. Listeners, be on your best behavior. Don't sick uh, Gemma Ricci on James. Um, Unless you know Gemma Ricci and it seems like she would be into James, at which point, definitely. Sick. Yeah, and then don't, don't do it on social. Yeah. Make do it in private. Do it yeah. in private. Um, oh, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't much. know. Can you help, can you help me think of one? What? Can we just talk about the fact that, like, James has no compunction about telling, like, multiple stories about him, like... Yeah, and then as soon as, like, one is, like, like, Instagram Some girl crush. is hot, like... He gets all... Look at him. He's I can make fun of myself. Yeah. I don't, I don't want other people... Oh, it's it's only totally complimentary. She's yeah, a very fast runner, very accomplished athlete. Uh, for Mike... I'm I trying to like... think if I'd, like... Can I come back to this? I will answer. I mean, yeah, just think about it, you know. I'm just gonna think about it while we're answering other questions. I'll give a real one. All right. Well, your second is your go-to karaoke song. It's your time to shine. Oh, what are yeah. you saying? This one I know. Yeah, I've know. done it before. Um, New York, New York. 
Oh, sure. Uh, which is great. And then I start think, spreading the news. Yeah, start spreading the news. And then Are I you think, channeling Sinatra or Liza when you're doing it? I'm channeling Mike Horowitz. Okay. That's the correct answer. Yeah. I love to hear that. That's who I'm channeling. Karaoke is else. all about confidence. Yeah. And that's all you need. Um, and then the other one that I think I want to do, and I've never done it before, is Gimme Gimme by ABBA. Oh, Abba. great song. Um, I don't know if that's like a good karaoke song, but just I feel like I would love to see you sing so that. Good. I would love to see you sing that. Midnight after midnight. midnight. All right, that's it. It's gonna happen. Any song from Enema of the State. Like one <laughs> oh, two, yes. I would fucking crush. Have you? Oh, uh, yeah, I have a video yeah, of it on my it. phone. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 I can. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> Drew Piazza has uh, claimed Blink 182, but maybe you guys know. No, Tim Rossi's claimed Blink 182. Yeah, Tim Rossi did. That is, maybe, hasn't made it, maybe hasn't made his way up to New York, but we FaceTimed him recently when it was on at a gathering we were at. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that. I'll stand by that one. I'll, I'll, I'll fight Drew over it. Yeah. And last but not least, Death Row Meal. You're going to the chair. You got one more meal. You can eat anything oh you want. Oh my god! Spicy tuna hand rolls from Minaho, Cape Cod. Incredible. Wow. Delicious. Right off the dome. Yeah. Actually, maybe along those lines. Oh uh, no, I can't say that. That's not right. That's just because I like it and it's sushi. Um. I feel like it would be. Like just too. Like I would I would stuff myself. So it would be like. I think it would be. Like double cheeseburgers, like similar to like a la Shake Shack, but I don't want to say like Shake Shack necessarily. It just has to be like more two. Of a five Guys guy, but I, I I hear you and I see you. Yeah, Shake Shack. Well, the interesting thing about Five Guys is that they just like chop up like a really large portion of the population that they can never sell burgers to because they have peanuts everywhere in there. That's true. Everywhere. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people who are allergic to peanuts who just will never go to Five Guys. And like, think if, you, if you think of people who are allergic to peanuts and then family members of those allergic to peanuts, that's a large group of the population. They seem to be doing just fine yeah, business-wise. Well, five Guys, if you're listening, <laughs> change your mind. In our many tens of... Uh, yeah, listeners. And I, I think like, yeah, two Shake Shack burgers, like double Shake Shack burgers with like... Shake sh- sauce? Shack sauce. Shack sauce is good, I will say. Yes, I'll get that. And then, like, a milkshake from there as well. That might do it for me. I don't need to do anything crazy. I feel like that, just, like, whenever I have something like that, I just have such a good food coma. Or, like, if I ever, like, feel like I'm undernourished because I got, like, stressed out at work or something and, like, didn't eat a big enough lunch or something or whatever, I'll, like, have two Shake Shack burgers and feel incredible after. Mm. Amen. Beers. Oh, it's empty. Have you? Oh, yeah. That's that's part of it too. Is uh, are are you drinking anything in particular on your way out the door? Oh, um, yeah. Probably just like the like rarest bottle of scotch, and I'll just drink as much as I can until I pass out. Just chug. Yeah, until I pass out. Uh, but I I I have like a bunch of scotch bottles over there. I don't really drink that much of it these days, but like it's definitely one of my uh, like guilty pleasures, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm torn. I can't decide if I want to have something that goes to the meal because I just have like a cold, unfiltered sake, mm. or if I would go for like what's my favorite like alcohol, like a like a um, either like a really like authentic Belgian lager, or like you know an expensive uh, like Bordeaux wine because like I, I when I the few instances where I've had to try those, they're just incredible treat yourself yeah I'm scrolling through my Instagram right now to see if I can uh, remind myself of an Instagram crush 
You were posting some fire photos from Punta Costa earlier this week. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Daniel, Win- Daniel Wynn can be your Instagram crush. He's Daniel Wynn is he's not my Instagram crush. He's my real that, Can I replace him as my Instagram crush? Oh, sure. <laughs> and I, can, you pl- can people please try and DM him to set, set us up? That is something I would love. <laughs> that would make me furious. If Daniel Lind is going to go gay for anybody, he should go gay for me, and you're not allowed to take <laughs> him away for... <laughs> you're listening. You're Daniel, Daniel definitely, despite having been on the podcast, Daniel definitely does not listen to the podcast. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Well, I'm looking through my Instagram here, and this isn't really a crush, but I've really enjoyed... The first time I ever watched a race was at NCAAs this year, uh, Carmela Cardama Baez from Oh, Oregon, she has who, great vibes. Yeah, yeah, she was like smiling running a 10K, like faster than yeah. she ever ran a 10K before, and that's the kind of energy you need. Good right? energy. That's a good, you know, Like she's having be... max pain and she's smiling through it, and uh, you know, I'm cheering for her. That's for a good sure. answer. It doesn't have to be like a crush crush. Like, yeah, yeah, that, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I've, I've followed her ever since, and I'm like, this girl's putting out incredible energy, and uh, yeah, she's just crushing it. Good and choice. She's just like enjoying the... I'm a pro now. The ride. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you boys for coming on. Thank you for having me over. Next time you do some stupid running shit, we'll we'll definitely uh, have to have (laughs) you back on and talk about it again next time. But uh, Delightful. Until then, this has been Run Your Mouth. Thanks for listening. This episode was brought to you by the Under Armour All Out Mile. Go sign up at uaalloutmile.com slash runyourmouth to run your fastest mile in the month of September and join the Sidious Mag team for a chance at prizes, raising money for charity, and more fun swag. Oh,